Welcome back to the Witty Maguire channel. I'm going to talk today about some of Gregor and Blaze's alternative theories of how the uh, statistics, the main statistics in the Gospels might have come about. Now, um, their idea here is that um, even on a really extreme chance hypothesis where the authors aren't in contact at all with correct uh, name statistics, um, and they're just picking names at random, uh, that that's really not significantly worse than, um, than the Gospel's actual name statistics, and I've already dealt with that earlier. But they also then want to say, well, they weren't just picking names at random. They, were, they had something better than that anyway, okay? And so they have this whole series of uh, alternative ways that the name statistics could have come to be what they are. Uh, and I'll be going over those in the remainder of the videos in this series. So today, I just I want to talk about the absolutely worst uh, suggestion that they make. I mean, it's just it's it's just a face palmer. It's so bad. Um, and I'm going to give it straight in their own words, starting here. Dennis R. McDonald observes that certain characters bearing the same name in the Gospel of Mark form pairs, which fit the general theme of reversal of expectations present in the Gospel. For example, Jesus is denied by Simon Peter, his closest disciple, and his cross is then carried by Simon of Cyrene, a stranger. McDonald proposes that some characters might have been invented to create this pattern. While we consider this thesis to be overly speculative, it is striking that McDonald's doublets again concern characters bearing the most popular names. If he is correct, this literary technique employed in the Gospel of Mark leads to an artificial inflation of these names' popularity in the Gospel's Acts sample. Now, when you, you stop to think about that, it just leaves you almost speechless, but I'll try to overcome that and not be speechless and actually talk about it. Um, to put it in probability theoretic terms, when they say that they consider it overly speculative, um, but it would lead to an artificial inflation of the name's popularity, what they're saying is that they think it has a low prior, but that it would have some power, some explanatory power, um, what would be called likelihood. So, you know, if it were true, it would help to explain these name statistics. They're saying they don't really think it's true, but they're putting it in there because it would have some uh, explanatory value if it were true. Um, now, that's that's not true either. It's not just that it's Im enormously implausible, it's that it has no explanatory value at all for the uh, occurrence of more popular names more often in the Gospels. Gregor and Blaze appear to be confused by the fact that, in fact, McDonald's suggestions concern names that occur multiple times in the Gospels. And then, of course, as we're noting as part of the argument that favors historicity, the names that are most popular in the Gospels are, in fact, the ones that were most popular in the um, in the time period. But the McDonald theory does nothing at all to explain why the more popular names in the Gospels would be the more popular names 
in the uh, in the time and place. Obviously, McDonald can only make up a doublet theory about two people bearing a name if there are, in fact, multiple people in the Gospel Acts documents bearing that name. So that doesn't in any way explain how or why it comes to be the case that multiple people are bearing, say, a popular name rather than a less popular name in the culture of the time. It's, it's just astonishing that Gregor and Blaze don't, don't recognize that. Um, the McDonald doublets are in no way explanatory of gospel name statistics and their match with the name statistics of the time. They're constructed in response to gospel name statistics. So in other words, why is he talking about two Simons? Well, because there are two Simons. But there's nothing about his theory that would lead you to expect multiple Simons rather than multiple Thaddeuses, for example. So as, as far as a doublet theory is concerned, there's no reason why Jesus' closest disciple would be named Simon. And there's no reason why the guy who helped to carry his cross would be named Simon um, rather than having, you know, both of them be named Thaddeus you know, which is not a, not a popular name. Okay, so um, if there were two Thaddeuses and one of them was his closest disciple and one of them, and, and denied him and one of them helped bury his cro bear, bear his cross, then you could bring out this extremely far-fetched theory about the author creating a doublet as a pair, that they're sort of the mirror image of each other and so forth. And that would work just as well if they were both Thaddeus as if they are both Simon. Um, there can't be a doublet theory about Thomas or Nathaniel or Thaddeus because there's only one person by that name in the Gospels. Um, but if the authors were in fact given, or any author, Mark or anybody else, to creating doublets for theological and thematic reasons, there would be no reason based on McDonald's view of their motive for them to choose to create doublets using more popular names in the first place than using less popular names. Now, one could try to theorize that they also knew in some other way about what names were more or less popular, but then that just shows that the McDonald theory is explanatorily a fifth wheel. It's not doing any actual explanatory work when it comes to explaining why the, the more popular names in the culture are more popular in the Gospels and Acts. Um, it's not a source of knowledge uh, about actual name statistics, nor is it a um, motive that probabilistically favors accurate name statistics. Uh, Gregory Blaze seemed to miss this point entirely, merely because MacDonald, of course, constructs his literary theory about doublets based on names that in fact we have multiples of. Um, this is just this is just straightforward. Like it just doesn't belong in their little chart of uh, things that have explanatory power vis-a-vis -vis the the match of name statistics. It it just doesn't belong in that chart at all. Um, as a bonus in this video, which I'm I'm keeping deliberately short, I'm just gonna do something for you. Um, I know that McDonald applies it more to Mark, but it really doesn't matter. Uh, why? Why not? Why not apply it to um, 
the author of, of Acts. So let's suppose that um, the author of Acts has available to him an oral tradition, even though John hasn't been written yet, about uh, Jesus asking Philip, where can we buy bread that these may eat? And Philip's like, you know, we're not going to have be able to buy enough bread for these people to eat, uh, regardless. So Philip is is reluctant, and uh, apparently he lacks a sense of humor. He doesn't think uh, Jesus' question is particularly funny. Um, so the disciples are not wanting to feed the people at the time of the feeding of the five thousand, and then Jesus feeds them. Well, in the book of Acts, we have another Philip, the deacon. And um, by the way, that it's a Greek name. It's not a very popular name. And um, in a sense, this brings up rarer names, but there's a good explanation there. Uh, and it also makes the number of rare names match better to the number of rare names in Ilan anyway. Um, but it was the Greek widows who were complaining, either because they, they were either Gentiles or they were Hellenized Jews in the book of Acts that they weren't getting, you know, their fair share. And so the disciples say, look, we, we can't be bothered with all this drama. Pick, uh, pick some deacons to do this uh, for the distribution to the needs of the widows. And Philip is one of those chosen, and he's clearly not the same Philip in the 12th. So you can probably see where I'm going with this. Um, maybe the author of Acts invented that Philip the deacon as a doublet for Philip the apostle because he had heard that Philip the apostle was uh, you know, dubious about feeding the people and so it's supposed to reverse that to have a Philip who is helping to feed the widow. See how easy this is to do? But it has absolutely nothing to do with popularity or unpopularity. You're just taking a name that there happened to be two of and then you're, you know, making up some way in which these seem to be, or you can say that these are reversals of each other. And of course, there would have been nothing to stop, say, the author of John from making up a, you know, let's say, Nathaniel, who is not initially scoffing at Jesus being the Messiah, you know, to act as a doublet for the Nathaniel, who is originally scoffing at being the Messiah. Nathaniel's a very uh, rare name. So, I mean, I could go on and on about this, but the point is that this is a non-starter. It's not only, only that it is implausible or improbable, but it has absolutely no explanatory value for the name statistics match. So, come back next time, and we'll talk about the lists of the 12 and of Jesus' brothers.